All right, welcome guys. Uh, happy Friday, as Mr. Mist always says. Thanks for being here again. Uh, Wally, uh, you want to say hi? Uh, hi, it's Bobby. I'll say hi whilst Wally finds his microphone. <laughs> yeah, Wally's getting rugged by his mic right now. What's up, guys? Uh, happy Friday, as I say. <laughs> there you go. All right, so the, the team this week is actually, we don't have a central team. We're just going to um, attempt to offer the community a comprehensive update on the state of the project and briefly go over um, you know everything we've been working on and everything that's coming. So um, to start things off, uh, we're going to discuss, uh, you heard a little bit more. So as some of you have noticed already, is that Cold Summer is not here uh, in the channel with us right now. And um, well, the, the reason for that is that he's been struggling with combining his demanding real-life job with his responsibilities for Y-axis and, and in presenting your herd and also in writing the weekly acts. So he has uh, taken a step back from being actively involved for the time being at least. And obviously that's a, that's a big loss to us because he's done an amazing job hosting these calls and you know thinking of educational subjects and, and you know everything he's done has been great. So we'll miss him. But on the flip side, it does. Um, you know, we've already noticed that we've been kind of struggling to think of new subjects, and some of you have also pointed out that uh, might be better to have a reformatted your herd. Now, uh, as for reformatting your herd, uh, it's good to keep in mind that it's not meant to be a news bulletin or anything like that. It's just a community call, and we intend to keep it informal. Now, of course, uh, key product updates should always be covered in your herd. Um, but the main use for the herd is to have a Q&A, as you obviously uh, can, can always expect from us, and also to have uh, AMAs with partners like we had with C4 recently. Now, still, yeah, there is... Wanna... Go ahead, Bobby. Sorry, man. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, I also just want to add that, uh, of course, Cold Summer will be missed. Uh, he put a huge contribution over the last six months for things like you heard that was like his baby. and. I remember being a little bit hesitant myself, like about having to come and do like a weekly podcast kind of thing. But um, he was quite passionate about doing it, and, and he was right. I think it's uh, been a great thing for us. So um, we'll uh, take this opportunity because we were thinking about redoing the herd anyway. So uh, we'll take the opportunity to rework things, just as Aes is describing. Yeah, absolutely. He did a great job, and, and yeah, it was his idea in the start, and, and we should keep going with it because it's been so good so far. Um, so to continue with the with the topic, there's obviously community demand for formal and structured updates on the project, and I do think there's a place for that, just not in your herd, but instead in the in the updates we do in a written form. So we had our weekly acts that that summer was always publishing. Now that one is going out uh, out of order, but we'll replace it with something else, and we're considering to turn it into a monthly report where we really focus on the. Um, yeah, I know on the on the fine details. So um, anything from development to financials, and your input input so far has been really appreciated. Uh, shout out to everyone asking questions. You know uh, who you are, and uh, keep keep giving us input so we can make work work that into something positive, net positive for the project. Uh, so so much for your heard. Now onto the real major product updates, um, project updates. So 
the main thing that that you've noticed recently is that we had a couple new tech guys come in. Um, as you, as many of you already know, uh, TransFrankCall and GetGuda are employed at a at a major blockchain company, and they have been quite busy with the real life responsibilities as well. Uh, so TransFrankCall will take a more passive role following the release of V3, and we are bringing on some new developers to help help out. Um, and three, the three of them so far they are Gaines Goblin, who is working on Solidity. You have Has, who is working on front end as well as Solidity. And you have Frank Zhu, who is working on strategies. Uh, so the Goblin and Haas has been, have been working on resolving findings from the C4 audit. And they've been doing a great job on that, while, uh, while Frank recently wrote out the convex MIM strategy that's currently being reviewed. Um, and we also have some security researchers. You might have noticed them in the GitHub. It's been quite active. And they're helping us out with fixing issues and also with reviewing that new convex MIM strategy. So on the development side, things are, are looking definitely looking good. Good progress is being made. Uh, to, to give you more concrete information on the, on the audit, uh, I, I asked this this afternoon, and uh, about two thirds of all the C4 audit findings have been resolved. So the issues are already resolved. And then the HE audit is currently underway. But as we mentioned before, we don't really expect that to highlight any new issues. So uh, as, as for the, the project in other ways, uh, I mean, other things that we can discuss is, um, you know, I just wanted to provide a near-term roadmap so we know what's coming in the future, uh, pretty much this month. So we don't want to go too far in the future, but just focus on the near term. Uh, the launch date, we're still targeting the 10th of October for V3, but keep in mind that it's not a hard date. Uh, we're not going to launch until all findings have been properly resolved. So, just in case Haichi, for example, finds something new, that means we are not going to launch on the 10th if it's not resolved yet. That's very important to keep in mind and, and also you know keep your expectations in line a little bit. It's ready when it's ready, basically. Yeah, so the just to add to that some more context or some color, as uh, Cold Summer would say, we miss him already, mm -hmm. <laughs> would be that um, the, the V3 vaults are obviously the big, the big development and they're built in a generic way. So they're built with, uh, without a specific token or a specific asset in mind. And for example, when you deposit stuff into the vaults, you get a share of the vault what, rather than you know, staked link, for example. Um, so on top of that, then there is a specific converter which manages the different variants of the tokens like we have with DAI and USDC at the moment, uh, for example. Uh, and then beneath everything, beneath the vaults, we of course have then a yield strategy, which again is specific for the, for the asset type. Um, so the converter should be finished um, this weekend or later today, hopefully. Uh, and then the strategy should just be um, a few days each to build the basic strategy out from, from our new strategist, Frank. Uh, so yeah, so we should have everything in place by the 10th. But like A is saying, we can't 100% guarantee that. It does depend on uh, the reviews going on. And you see now on GitHub in the channel, uh, we're having the stuff actively re reviewed as it's also written as well to try and speed things along. Yeah, and it's important to mention that uh, the new guys are all full-time developers, whereas previously we had uh, developers who had a primary focus elsewhere. So that will uh, definitely contribute to getting things done in time. Uh, as Bobby mentioned, uh, it would be very quick to to rotate around from stable coins to other assets. But as it currently stands, uh, V3 vaults will just offer support for stable coins, and uh, the rest will come come afterwards, most likely, unless of course uh, they can be written earlier. 
but initially the expectation is that it's going to be for stable coins why because there are strategies there uh, that are uh, that we can already start voting in whereas for btc ethan link we still have to write out the strategies even if they are simple and then vote them in so that might take a little bit longer uh, another project update of interest which is uh, something new i guess is that we're pursuing an integration with another DeFi project um, now i would love to reveal more about it but uh, you know don't want to set wrong expectations uh, at the moment it's kind of dependent on, on having a smooth launch and having things go well and, and you know getting some stability going and then we can release more details but we're in talks with them and and, and so far it's been promising uh, now I mentioned the, the voting previously uh, to give that a little bit more detail we have to uh, always vote in strategies before we can deploy them so we have two strategies pending vote right now the first one of course the original convex tree pool written by Aronoff and now secondly the the MIM convex strategy written by Frank so we have at least two yips uh, or just one yip for both going uh, going on in, the, in October and there may also be further governance votes this month on uh, the emission schedule or on the in integration if that if that uh, if we get follow through on that so uh, a lot of activity i was just going to add yeah but we, i think we we're all on the same page that we'd love to um add more votes and more community um i guess voice or registered at least for many different matters um, at the moment, we are almost like in a, a pre-DAO state, I saw someone describe us as. And that's something that going forward, of course, we want to progress as well at the same time. Uh, the, the original vision was supposed to have a fully uh, DAO-directed vault, and that's something that we also need to work on to make sure those things are in place um, and that the community is ready, basically, to, to take over that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, the strategies are a must, but, but we're not necessarily going to vote on every single detail. But the further we move forwards the more we're going to vote on and the more control is going to be in hand and with that we can move on to the predetermined questions so uh, big papi mentions that we should have some fixed agenda items for your herd um, yeah and obviously uh, i agree with that but as i mentioned the herd should be brief on on these um, you know more formal items and we should cover those in a, in written format like uh, the medium articles that we have that's how I feel about it. Then the Tusk asks his signature food-related question of the week. Uh, what's your favorite type of food when you're on the road? Now, for me, um, when I'm on the road, when I'm road tripping, I always like uh, going to fast food restaurants. It just makes me feel comfortable. I don't know about, uh, about our other guys. What do you think? I love me some fast food, um, but actually, um protein bars it's super boring actually that's probably my most boring answer but protein bars for me on the road <laughs> for me it's um like this um like mexican food basically like uh, i fell in love with a mexican restaurant or a taco specifically called senior taco in singapore and they've got like a chain of restaurants there and that's a really good uh quick food to have um, when i'm traveling and for me it's just fast food yeah, fast food's popular, <laughs> and protein bars, and probably with a signature a worldwide answer, Mr. Worldwide. All right, uh, more serious questions then. Uh, Roberto asked, what's your outlook on the market? Uh, so I think um, it's not really something I concern myself with as a someone who's helping with, uh, with the YX project, because 
we kind of have the expectation that we should be resilient to both the bull and the bear market. And we even did a weekly X. Uh, I mean, you heard on that, uh, number seven. I definitely suggest checking that one out if you want to learn more about how we intend to move through even uncertain market conditions. Although maybe uh, and Bobby has an opinion on that. I was just going to say that um, I think that the most important thing is that there's still a tremendous capital inflow into the space, uh, and that's the the major predictor of of growth and, and yields. I think particular platforms that you're um, farming are always going to go up and down in APY, for example, or dependent, of course, on the on the project, on the health of the project, um, as to what APY you'll get. But also, people are starting projects. You know, even today, um, people are always starting projects, um, which has a new yield to kind of farm for yourself. So, uh, like I mentioned, the, the most important thing is that the space in general is growing, uh, and that's um, the best uh, sign of success for everyone. Yeah, that's a good point. There is still so much capital flowing into the system and not much flowing out, so it's not uh, necessary to get uh, anxious about things. And then we had Abuchino who asked a series of questions and also uh, referred to CryptoGeek's comments on, on restructuring your herd. Uh, so again, uh, using your herd to give a structured overview of the state of the project is a great idea but it should be brief and not too formal. And then we'll reserve the full details on the written version for the written version. And I'll go over, over his questions one by one. Uh, he mentioned the guard launch wasn't really a question, but he mentioned it. Uh, I wanted to mention that uh, the guard launch is pretty much off the table because there isn't much time between the resolution of the C4 audit and the eventual resolution of the IH audit. And the guard launch was mainly just a thing to get, get the, the vaults out earlier to the community, uh, but now, there's not really much reason to uh, expend dev resources on that one. We can just go forward to the full launch. I asked, uh, where are we regarding the C4 audit? Uh, as I mentioned, about uh, two thirds on the way, as far as, uh, as all resolved findings go. And he asked about our thoughts on marketing partnerships and such. Uh, yeah, I, I have something to say about that, uh, I think. Marketing DeFi is, is very much about getting your name out there. And I believe the best way to do that is through partnerships. So what we know is that the space evolves really quickly and it's almost impossible to keep up. But even as a DAO, even if you're not an investor, if you're just a DAO, you have to be flexible. You have to follow the hype and keep moving forward, basically. Uh, the integration I mentioned in the intro is, is one of the ways we want to do that, just to to make sure that we, we don't get left behind, you know? Uh, Bobby, feel free to share your thoughts if you have any. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the DeFi space has always been, um, uh, what's the word that's a safer work word to use? <laughs> um, like it's always had um, common team members, for example, like, and even at Y-Access, like some of the original multi-sigs uh, last year and the, like the original community moderators were all from Yearn Finance. Like they're all kind of um, friends, do you know what I mean? So a lot of projects are still kind of started like that, and that's the way that communities grow. Um, I think that um, uh, that's kind of like solidifying. So it's gone from like more kind of casual uh, friendships that where people are starting new platforms, uh, and that's like going towards more uh, formal arrangements, such as a feature as a, as a service um, that we're starting to see. So it's like a new kind of model that people are having, where instead of like poaching someone else's technology, because everyone's building open source components, instead of just forking it and kind of essentially stealing it, 
people are combining, like different communities are coming together and launching these features as a, as a service or platform as a service model, uh, as a way to either monetize or to at least um, uh, do co-marketing, co-marketing essentially, uh, and working together. So I think that's the best way moving forward for everybody. Um, still the strength of DAOs and different projects are definitely lie within the community. And if you can find ways to uh, combine the community and to align incentives between those community members, uh, you're always going to come out with a big positive. Um, if you do the opposite of that, then what you end up is this kind of tribalism uh, where you start to cannibalize um, your own kind of opportunities in the market rather than working together. So I think that everyone is kind of coming to that realization and I think we'll start to see more and more people working together or integrating each other's kind of features um, rather than stealing them. <laughs> Yeah, and if I could yeah, jump in there sure. too, you know, if you look at kind of how we've been operating, you know, we've had great success. We've seen um, the return you get from activating with partners, right? Um, everything Bobby's and and A's just been talking to is 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 the co-marketing benefit, right? And and leveraging all the 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 might of each community. Um, I think I think it's definitely the way forward um, as far as you know, focusing on getting more awareness. Yeah, indeed, and I think also something Bobby mentioned is that uh, DAOs are very powerful, and, and and giving more power to the DAO also means that uh, they are more motivated to work on these things and, and motivated to grow and connect with other communities. And and you know it's not a zero sum game after all. So uh, he also asked, uh, once the launch is done, how is the Dev team going to be scaled? Will there be future projects to set goals on? Uh, yeah, I think most of what we can share has been shared in the intro. Uh, we don't want to really look too far in the future at this point and just take it one step at a time because, uh, yeah, you know, obviously the priority right now is resolving the audit and then after that, uh, getting all the vaults built out with with a decent set of strategies and then we can move forward and think of other steps. Um, finally, asked what have you learned or observed from the rest of DeFi recently? Um, yeah, for me, it's basically the, the same topic that we just covered. Uh, you know. Uh, observing other projects recently, um, over the last few months, Alchemix, Convex, Olympus, I've just noticed that DeFi is, is not a zero-sum game, and integrations and partnerships are a good way to get get attention and, and get growth, and, and just uh, grow together, basically. We've seen, for example, Badger and Stakedow build on top of Convex and, and accumulate these tokens, get a stake in that project, and, and have a good relationship with the community, and that's something that we should also be doing. Do you have any any other thoughts on that, Bobby? Maybe something you've learned or observed uh, from DeFi recently? Um, yeah, I mean, again, that's the that's the right thing. Like people have been um, previously been farming tokens and like dumping the tokens, like harvesting. And we've seen, for example, people getting blacklisted. I think a couple of platforms tried to blacklist um, Yearn Finance, for example, for dumping the the tokens. Um, yeah. And now that's kind of moved to a model where people are now. Um, farming up a stake in the project so you can for example if you have gauges you can now lock those in and increase your or, or boost the, the emissions going back to your own uh, platform so again it's that same kind of concept of people working together rather than against each other um, but yeah I think overall we've seen people's fortunes come and go very quickly in the space um, you can people that used to think they had kind of like a moat or some kind of defensibility of their of their platform we've seen that just isn't the case um, there's so many people looking for quick gains that they're uh, very mercenary in their shifting of, of loyalty to different projects. So you can spin up a new project and be extremely successful with like a, a billion dollar market cap within just a few months. And you can also go the opposite way 
Um, so it's really important for everyone, I think, to keep evolving and adapting so that you stay relevant. And that definitely applies to us. Like we've got to move faster going forward. And that's one reason why we've brought on uh, a bunch of new developers uh, so that we can accelerate essentially. Yeah, 100%. You have to keep iterating and you can't just sit on your ass and, and hope, hope for the best. It doesn't work like that. So uh, definitely made some good steps here with the new developers and, and probably also be adding more, but that kind of depends on the, on who we can find, of course. Uh, final predetermined question was from I am that. When is the V3 emission schedule going to be released? And will the community be involved or is it just going to be up to the team? I know that uh, we've discussed it in the forum thread like a couple of months ago that I made. So we kind of already got some community, community input. Uh, but it's still being worked on right now, and it may be presented for a vote. But uh, Bobby is the one who's working on that, so he'll fill you in more detail now. Yeah, we've got a spreadsheet that we've been tweaking and just seeing how the numbers kind of work out for, for different scenarios. Um, we were playing with the concept of staggering emissions depending on the TVL and the vote. Um, the, the one issue of that is that you can't reduce the emissions. So, for example, if the TVL falls, then you can't pull those emissions back to kind of react to that you can only go one way by adding more tokens on if tvl scales so that's a decision yet to be made on, on whether we scale in the emissions or we just stick with the number from from the beginning but uh yeah like uh, there's a lot of questions for people asking what's the apy going to be uh going to be and um as as we keep saying it's very hard to say exactly what that's going to be it just depends on a number of variables which aren't necessarily in our control and that kind of changes daily um, what we'll do is put out next week what the emissions are being proposed as, and we can do a community vote on that just to make sure that people are happy with the approach that we're taking towards the emissions. Um, but I think if we try and pull in like a hundred different voices for a hundred different directions, uh, we're not going to get anywhere and we do need to turn around uh, the official plan. So in the next week, I'll put out the spreadsheet and everyone can, can have their say. Yeah, so we will have the schedule that we want to go with, and then the community can vote on that, basically. That's the idea, right, Bobby? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sounds good. So on to the live questions. Let's see what uh, what was asked. Anything interesting? All right. Big Papi and uh, Disc, they mentioned, well, called Summer. They miss him. Of course, we do miss him. He's still in the, in the Discord, by the way, so you can read your messages. Uh, just above that, Dark Templar, when V3? Well, uh, we kind of went over that, didn't we? And Big Papi asked, will it include all levels of findings in, uh, in response to uh, the launching after resolving issues? Uh, or just only high and critical findings will delay a release? Um, yeah, well, we don't want to launch even with, uh, with minor problems but obviously gas optimization issues those aren't really relevant to that it's but but still as bobby mentioned earlier uh, this is one contract this the, the stable coin vault contract and and after we 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 have the, this vault completely fixed out then we can just copy and paste it for other assets so we want this to be perfect uh, or as close to perfect as we can we can't really uh it's good yeah, the, like you say, like the gas optimization stuff isn't super critical. It's a, it's a nice to have. And we do have someone that specializes in gas optimization and they're working on those uh, findings right now. Also, a lot of like the minor findings are stuff like documentation. They're like saying, you know, this isn't clear to an outside party what this what this does or how it works. 
stuff like that, which again isn't uh, a major thing, and which is why it's labelled as a as a low risk, um, and maybe not necessary that we do that. And that's a normal process in in part of audits. We don't necessarily fix absolutely every single um, issue, just the ones which are affecting the safety of funds rather than um, overarching kind of generalities. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the answer is probably that no, we won't fix every single one, but we'll try to get through anything which is actually a security risk uh, and might put things in danger. Yeah, that's a good way to summarize it. And um, Albuccino asked the question in the wrong channel. Uh -oh. Well, still going to answer. He's asking, how's the HG audit going and are they communicating issues as they find them? Um, no, so the, the audit is ongoing, but they don't communicate issues as they find them. They communicate them once they are done with the audit. So they will give us a report, um, probably not find new things beyond the C4 audit. Then we resolve them and, and, and that's pretty much it. Do we have any further questions? I see Abuccino still typing. Don't hesitate to ask more questions, guys. Okay, let's ask, can Summer come back to record the outgoing voicemail for Yaxis hotline? Well, we don't have a hotline, do we? You mean um, the, the chat interface on the website, maybe? Have some kind of voice bot on there uh, with Summer's voice? Yeah, you can do my outgoing, outgoing voice, voicemail every once. Hmm. Okay, more serious question, Abuccino. Anyone DeFi space thinking of tax efficiency regarding harvesting, compounding, etc., or is it too early for that? Uh, honestly, well, I live in the Netherlands, so we don't have any issues like that. We just uh, report our net worth at the first of every year, and then we pay a fixed fee on that, basically. So I have no idea, but maybe the the less fortunate people in, the, in this call can, can speak up. Yeah, I'm a, a tax exile, not from the US, so I don't really know how it affects people particularly. Um, but if there's something that we can do realistically, then yeah, we'd try and do that. Um, but otherwise, usually it's up to the to the individual to kind of take care of whichever jurisdiction they're in. Yeah, honestly, if, if, if you have any suggestions on how to improve that without sacrificing uh, UX, then then go for it. But we don't really have any priorities to 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 work on that, it's more up to the individual. I think one of the kind of uh, benefits of the architecture that we have is that because we don't return a, uh, a token to people once they deposit into the vaults or even staking, we don't return you a staked Yaxis token. Uh, that means it's impossible to maybe track your unrealized capital gains, which is like the hot topic at the moment. Um, so maybe that's one unintended benefit for us. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Well, if you have any thoughts on that, Chino, then uh, for sure uh, write out an Ideas Hub and we'll think about it. Uh, I don't see any further questions coming in. So again, thanks for thanks for tuning in. I hope it was informative. And uh, see you next time. Thanks a lot, everyone. Cheers. Have a good weekend. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.